Support for this podcast comes from CLR Clear. Fight back against annoying household messes with CLR Clear. CLR Clear is tough on dirt and grime all around your home, and we're not just talking about calcium, lime, and rust. They have an entire lineup of cleaning products for your kitchen, bathroom, garage, and more. Visit clrbrands.com to learn more. CLR Clear, fight the clean fight. Eileen Fisher designs simple clothes to make your life easier. Timeless pieces in high-quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and more positive impact in the world. Visit EileenFisher.com and use offer code GIRLFRIEND to receive $25 off your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com, offer code GIRLFRIEND for $25 off. Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend. A podcast for long-distance besties everywhere. I'm Amina Tussauds. And I'm Ann Friedman. I almost said I'm Ann Friedman just because I hear you say it all the time. I mean... On this week's on agenda. This week's agenda. This week on our agenda. On the agenda this week. Free Dawn. Babies. And Amina's amazing meeting with the notorious RBG. How to start a long-distance friendship. Aww. Hey, happy anniversary, boo. <laughs> ow, ow, two years, girl. <laughs> What do you give for for a two-year anniversary? Is it like paper or something? I think it's like a paper or plastic um, (laughs) or wood. 24 months of consistently doing a podcast. For for a digital product, paper is a rather a rather interesting anniversary gift. (laughs) I, I expect a very nice print from you. Ooh. Good thinking. Okay. Or maybe like a set of calling cards. (laughs) something like that just you know just say it with a gift (laughs) um i'm just gonna start singing like looks like we made it like some (laughs) some sort of like like what is the ultimate anniversary thing we could be doing right now (laughs) oh my gosh well one we're like sorely overdue for a trip so we should go we should go celebrate somewhere like duh also i don't know i'm like very proud of us can you believe we actually stuck with this (laughs) You know, I can believe it because Gina made it happen. Oh my God. It is true. The glue that holds this podcast together. <laughs> I 100% believe that it's the, the trains are still running. Here's a question for you. When we record the podcast, do you actually picture like lots of people listening or do you not think about that? No, you know, since we're doing this, uh, you know, startup style, like let's just bare our souls about making the thing. I will say that the most surprising thing to me about making this podcast is that people who are not our friends listen to it. (laughs) It's true. Although those people feel like our friends, right? Like they feel like they know us. That's the, that's the weird thing about it. No, I know. But I'm just like, you people have so much time. There's no obligation. There's so many of you every time we run down the analytics or like somebody will come up to us on the street or whatever. I'm always like, you're such a beautiful human being. Why are you wasting your time listening oh, stop. to a podcast? Listening to us shoot the shit in our closets. <laughs> I know. It just, you know, like, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be self-deprecating or whatever. That has been very surprising to me. I thought we would make this thing and a couple of our friends would listen to it and it would be fun because more than anything, I enjoy making it. You know, we're, I don't think that, I think that part of the reason that it's been so fun to make and honestly that it has been successful in the mainstream roles <laughs> is uh is the fact that we didn't set out to make like an incredible podcast 
Right. We have very you know? low ambitions. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have the lowest ambitions. I'm like, let's see if we can do this again next week. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's true. Can we show up consistently? The answer is yes. <laughs> It's been, uh, it's been fun. Are you still having fun? Obviously. Although it always amuses me when people do not believe people will ask like, Oh, where do you guys record? Or what's your setup? And I'm like, no, no, we're not joking. Like I'm actually in my closet when we do this. Like people think it's like some kind of conceit, like we're super homemade, but like we're very scrappy. I'm very proud of that about us. Yeah, no, I mean, I I don't even think that it's a conceit as much as it's a necessity. (laughs) It's a reality. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, like, shout out to all those people who are, like, produced within an inch of their lives, like, go into studios, like, do all of that stuff. That, like, I don't have time for that in my life. It's true. Also, shout out to the people who email us five months after an episode to make a point about something we talked about back then. I appreciate your tenacity. <laughs> yeah, like, um, episode two. You, the, you were thing. totally wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I think that that has also been really interesting, the relationship with the inbox you know and how much like anxiety and joy it brings at the same time how completely overwhelming it is yeah i mean that for me like that's always the reminder that other people listen to this thing you know and they're like hi you misspoke about xyz you said this person's name wrong you you know or i'm gonna stop complaining because if we're really honest most of it is praise and just like very 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 kind words and that i think is more overwhelming to me than anything else it's true. I want to especially shout out the older listeners that we have who like always preface their emails by saying like, I know you don't make this podcast for me. You make it for younger people, but I listen and I enjoy it. I'm like, it's for you too. No, we make it for you. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we make it only for you. <laughs> Target demo. I know my Target demo is like a 63 year old woman wearing like cotton, like everything Mm, right now only natural fabrics yeah wearing natural fabrics drinking rosé on a dock and thinking about like the joint that she has stashed somewhere in her beach house in her bra more likely exactly (laughs) that's my like that's our core demo Uh, what a dream it's been also funny to see like how the podcast has changed. I tried listening to our pilot episode. I'm going to tell you now, don't do wow, it. Wow, you're a braver woman than I oh, am. Oh, yeah, no. I tried listening to it, like, literally 10 minutes in, and I was like, no, thank you. Like, I'm getting off this ride right now. Oh, I, I haven't even tried. I have a hard enough time just trying to listen to us in real time or, like, listen to episodes as they come out. Um, I know. I can't, I can't do that. And people will, like, quote things back to us. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, I guess one of us said that. That's true. I pretty much instantly forget. There's, like, a few you've had a few true gems that I recall that I can recall I mean I'm still thinking about trading Jack White for the weekend in like the racial draft (laughs) I continue to think about that and and think about what that would be like and what other trades we would make you know things like that yeah we can talk about the trades offline but I'll tell you (laughs) I have I have many people I want to give to your people too hot for for the air (laughs) (laughs) too too hot for the podcast uh what else what else um, I don't know. I also think that, like, I I am proud of us for sticking through all of our technical woes. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we actually have fewer of them now. Like, maybe I maybe I'm wrong here, but like, remember, like, I mean, I don't know. We had a solid like, oh, the first year and a half where we had to re-record half of our episodes. <laughs> really, I don't remember the re-recording as much as the like. It, it just, like, takes us 20 minutes to get into gear every time. Oh, my God. You don't remember, like, oh, shit, my computer ate the whole file? Like, I remember that. We've Pro- both probably. done that. I'm just, no, you're right. I probably <laughs> just, like, blocked it. 
But also, you know, just the, I don't know, it's like two years in and it, every time I plug this thing in, I'm like, is this going to work? Is this working now? Can you hear me? What's going on? Right. It's true. Let me adjust my, let me adjust my filter really quick. I'm recording. Okay. I'm recording. Recording. Fuck. <laughs> do you want me to do the intro? Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? It sounds good now. Okay. Let's, All right. let's try it again. All right. Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend. A, a podcast, podcast for... Oh. <laughs> Take it from the top. <laughs> I had that five-minute panic of like, did I record this? <laughs> I'm hitting record. Hi, Gina. Pa, 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 I'm already pa. scared about our technical problems montage. <laughs> um, I also haven't checked in with like uh, the people in the iTunes comments who dislike the way we talk. Have not checked in with those people in a while. Don't know if they're still going strong or what. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really read reviews, but um, even though you should keep leaving them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely, I don't know. I think I still get a steady amount of mail from people who just like tell me that they hate how I talk, which honestly makes me a little makes me a little happy you know like my I'm an ESL student I didn't learn English till I was 15 my like my parents paid a lot of money for this accent so as far as I'm concerned like you know like what I give you is what you get you know what you should do with those people if they email you you should reply and be like cool thanks for your feedback I would like you to record a podcast in a language that you did not begin learning until age 15 or later (laughs) and please submit it to me for my review I would love to judge your accent all best Aminatu (laughs) I know those people annoy me the other kind of person that annoys me even though granted I've gotten very few of these emails but I've gotten them enough that I remember are the people who will email me specifically and I don't know why me not like the CYG inbox or you to tell me that we need to feature more black voices <laughs> oh that's crazy i i do not i have not gotten and my response to my response to those people is always google me please like i don't have time for this right you're like i'm a black voice hello <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i'm sorry i'm a black voice this is a black podcast like we own black history month get out of my face oh i can't i really yeah it's crazy it's so crazy but you know what it's been yeah So it's been fun, even though we started out doing this thing and I thought that it would be like you, me and Gina working on a weird thing. And uh, now it's like, you know, tens of thousands of our closest friends. (laughs) It's true. When you said just you, me and Gina. Hundreds of thousands of our closest friends. Oh, I know. Like so many. So, so many. Um, Well, do you want to do a little like wayne's world time hop like through history <laughs> and yes and please guide me hold my hand and guide me okay so i just a couple of moments okay first is menstrual sponges i believe oh my god they're advocating buying this on etsy you know i love etsy as a platform but i am not putting anything in my vagina that comes from like an artisanal like shop like no thank you i'm sure there are like all kinds of artisanal things for your vagina on etsy i'm sure that's a whole sub sub category yeah and they're not fucking fda approved <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> uh. People are being reckless with their vaginas out here. And I, I feel like given my track record for replacing kitchen sponges, which is not as bad as some roommates I've had in the past, but is not anything I'm proud of, any kind of sponge-based contraceptive or menstrual, I'm just a little mm, not into. 
I've been watching a lot of like period dramas right now, and it's anytime anybody has sex, this is all I can think of. I'm just like, what are you doing for contraception? What are you doing for menstruation? You live in the worst time in the world. Like, stop this. And this just seems to me like something like sponges, like shit that like people in medieval ages put in their bodies because we hadn't invented tampons yet. Like, well. Also, all medieval sex, clearly withdrawal method, right? Like, you're not, contraceptively speaking. <laughs> Oof, not according to Hollywood. <laughs> Maybe they just cut away. I was like, get out of there, get out of there, get out of there <laughs> Uh, and that was maybe the most controversial moment in Call Your Girlfriend history. A lot of outraged reader mail about us disdaining natural sea sponges. <laughs> but in very classic, you know, like hippy dippy, like feminist fashion, it happened like months after the episode aired. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to hate on anyone for like like being late to listen to a podcast because Laura knows I am. But it was like late enough that I was like, I have forgotten about this. And uh, I remember I was like sitting around at work and friend of the podcast, Dory Shafrir, texts me and goes, oh my God, you're involved in a controversy on the internet. And that's literally my biggest fear. And she sent me screenshots of this page on Instagram that was literally like, write these women, tell them that they don't know anything about sponges and this is not okay. And you know us, we spend a lot of time on the internet. We know how internet controversy starts. And I was terrified. I was like, this is the moment where they pull the plug. Like, this is it. This is it. Should have never said anything about c spot. But the great thing is there is no they to pull the plug. It's just <laughs> us. And obviously we're a united front on not buying, like, any kind of thing to put in your vagina on Etsy. Like, we're, we all agree and we own the podcast. So like- I know. You know what? And then on that Flash Forward podcast that Rose Eveleth, I hope I'm saying her name right, host, she had a whole episode around, like, menstruation and like menstrual accessories and confirmed the fact that like sea sponges are maybe not okay controversial i wonder what her inbox looked like i know i I mean i was scared for her i was like sponge internet is gonna come for you and here's the thing right about everything that we say on this show one we're not your fucking doctor or your (laughs) obgyn we're not even your webmd (laughs) we're not even your webmd we're not even judging what you put in your own body have the you know like just rely on the strengths of your own conviction if you're okay putting a thing that you buy from etsy into your body that's cool I'm not going to do it, and you shouldn't tell me to shut up, because I don't believe that. I also feel it overstates the power that we have. It's like, listen, if someone is a devoted sponge user, they've really leapt through some hoops already <laughs> to get there, and we are not changing their minds, right? And, like, go but for these it. People, these people called us the media. Like, <laughs> we're part of the problem. And I was like, what? That's a thing, honestly, that will never... It's, like, both, like, shocking slash will never get old to me, for me is people who are, like... But you guys have this big platform and you say things. I'm like, I'm literally sitting in my closet drinking whiskey, like <laughs> in a very disheveled way right now. Whatever. I mean, if I do. You, think if you that, think that I have the power to like move all of this stuff, like that's on you, not me. I mean, context is everything, right? We did not write faux reported, let's talk to scientists thing where we were like, never use a sea sponge. The two of us were like, ew, don't want to do it. Very different context. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I feel like we're, we're reopening the wound all over again. Oh my my god i know it's true although okay basically just we were right that's the takeaway from that one exactly we were right just look up some research my god but if it works for you good for you
Every generation has its challenges. Some would say that's the reason for its progress. It might start with a small act of kindness or a big idea that changes everything. It can come from the tiniest voice or the voice of a generation. Or it could come from me. I mean, not to. I am one of six change-making women featured in Eileen Fisher's Good Goes On campaign this spring. The campaign highlights women empowering women, the importance of sustainability, and the power of good design. Eileen started in 1984 with the idea that simple clothes can make life easier. And after spending a day on set wearing a super comfortable ultra-chic jumpsuit, I think she's really on to something. As a company, Eileen Fisher believes doing well by doing good, and that's reflected in the way their clothes are made. Timeless styles and quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and a more positive impact on the world. It was a real honor to be featured in this campaign and meet the other women making a difference in their community. I've been a longtime Eileen Fisher fan, so this was a dream come true for me. You can visit EileenFisher.com and use the offer code GIRLFRIEND to receive $25 off of your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com, offer code GIRLFRIEND for $25 off. Honestly, I don't even remember how we we ended up talking about Black China on the show. Well, I know why because I'm obsessed with the Kardashians. But I, I believe think that I that asked you like to explain one- to me the like historic. That's how that started. I was like, how, please explain to me the beef. Step by step, what happened first? Let's start way back when. In 2007, 2008, 2008, Kanye West, a rapper, (laughs) now a Kardashian, started dating this beautiful woman named Amber Rose. Amber Rose is awesome. She's like a feminist. She's so down for a lot of lady causes and she was his muse she is also sharp as a fucking tack it should be noted so Kanye and Amber date for like two years very tumultuous when it ends he writes an entire album about her my beautiful dark twisted fantasy important Amina Ann (laughs) album so much drunk dancing to that album (laughs) oh my like I can't even start it's all about Amber Rose so it's like listen to it to get in the mood so Kanye and Amber break up Amber starts dating this rapper called Wiz Khalifa who has like some hits but mostly is like popular for being the second coming of Snoop Dogg and how much pot he smokes I ain't gotta hit yours I'm talking straight Indo Kelly weed blowing like a rust of mine he's like a pot gif icon on tumblr Amber and uh, and Wiz are married for like two years and then got divorced, I think, in 2014 because of cheating. <laughs> but so anyway, pause, pause <laughs> on that relationship. In the meantime, Kanye West had a kid and married Kim Kardashian West. Bam. Uh-huh. The whole thing is just like a beautiful affair. Concurrently happening, Black China, who is a model and uh, eyelash entrepreneur, is like dating this rapper named Tyga, who we don't like. But they have a son together named King Cairo. King Cairo and Bash are like besties. Also, Amber and Black China, besties. Yes, and then Amber, Amber and Black China are besties. But plot twist. In this era, Black China and Kim are besties. Mm. So anyway, Black China and Tyga break up. 
and even after the breakup like black china and cam are like really good friends there's like much instagram taking pictures of their butts side by side and trips to paris when tiger and black china break up he starts dating kim's little sister kylie jenner kylie is a minor tyga is not earlier last year amber goes on this show called the breakfast club shocks about tyga and kylie and she like makes the observation that like kylie is underage i think i think she said something like kylie's a baby she needs to go to bed at seven and relax like why is tyga like why did he leave his girlfriend and baby to be with a 16 year old days after amber's interview kanye also goes on that aforementioned breakfast club and he talks about his relationship with Amber and he like says this really awful thing about how he had to take 30 showers after being with Amber to like get with Kim, which is like awful. And Amber, she like defends herself. She slips in a couple of shots at Kim. Like she's obviously hurt, but she like still says that she used to love him. And so she's not going to talk shit about him. And then also famously tells him that she's not going to humiliate him because the Kardashians will humiliate him when they're done with <laughs> things to, things to, again, foreshadowing. Too real. Anyway, Amber and Black China have, like, the best friendship. They, like, keep going to award shows. They wear, like, matching outfits, like, at the VMAs. They were the one that has, like, all the derogatory stuff about, like, women on their bodies. Amber hosts a slut walk in L.A. It was amazing. Like, you know, the entire internet is there for her. At the slut walk, she, like, famously forgives Kanye for what he said about her. Everybody's like, okay, everything is fine. I'm sorry this is taking so long, but I had to give you the entire I am, background. I am living this for this right story. now. Do not apologize. Okay. And then what happens this week? Black China Instagrams a picture of herself and there's like a man's arm around her body. The entire internet full of investigators like me notice that that arm that is around her, the tattoo looks very similar to one Robert Arthur Kardashian. <gasps> brother of Kim, Chloe, Kylie, and the rest of the family. So Blanc China is hanging out with Rob. So remember Wiz Khalifa, Amber Rose's ex-boyfriend? Barely, but yes. <laughs> so Wiz says on his Twitter is like, hit this KK and become yourself. Anybody who, like, periphery follows Wiz knows that KK is Khalifa Kush. It's, like, his brand of weed or whatever. And Kanye interprets KK to be Kim Kardashian. Because he's paranoid. Because he's paranoid and he's crazy. All of these tweets are now deleted, but he went on this crazy rant and was like, don't put my wife's initials on Twitter, Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> whatever. Start a fight club, Brad Reputation. And seriously, the rant was like 20 tweets. I know. He says to Wiz, he's like, you let a stripper trap you. The stripper is their mutual ex, Amber Rose. Bad, bad choices, Kanye. More bad choices. Bad choices. <laughs> and he even has a dig against like the kid in there. Surprising to me, Wiz Khalifa takes like the high road and he's like, KK is a weed. He's like, I'm just like stepping out of this. And then Kanye realizes that he's like made a mistake and he's like, please excuse the confusion. <laughs> you think the you think the whole thing is over. But that's when Amber Rose, who is like a stealth Twitter ninja fighter, steps into the ring at this point and goes, in fact, I'm just gonna read it. She goes, Aw, at Kanye West. 
Are you mad I'm not around to play in your asshole anymore? Hashtag fingers in the booty ass bitch. <laughs> and then the like index finger up emoji. <laughs> no, you're right. That that was how it happened. But I was really surprised at how people really took to it. That's like one thing that I feel like gets referenced all the time and it makes me laugh so hard. I don't know. There's like, there are not that many good reliable sources for like a comprehensive timeline of stuff like this. Like it's kind of scattered around gossip internet and Instagram. And now there's starting to be more journalism that's like okay if you're just tuning in like there is that recent long buzzfeed piece about black china that kind of functions the same way that's like look like this is who she is this is what she's been up to this is like why she's important i don't know this is like the kind of thing that like people journalists have not taken seriously in, and in like a long-term way you know that's fair i'm just so happy for her i hope the baby is a real baby and not a hoax baby I'm just like, good for you. You're taking the entire Kardashian pie and not just a piece of the slice. Good for you. Here's a question for you. Have they started saying her name on the show yet? Because I was watching like episodes from a couple of months ago when I was on a plane recently. And it's, they you know, haven't said her name specifically, okay. but they have mentioned her because she did a very disrespectful thing to Chris recently and Kim was not having it. And so she called her by name. Cause like before on the show, right. They were just like, Oh, she blah, blah, blah. Like it was always kind of implied. I mean, there's like literally only been in like the timeline of the show. She could have only have been mentioned like twice. Oh wow. So I was watching a current episode. Who knew? I always just assume I'm behind. <laughs> no, you're watching the current season of Kardashian. Okay. She was never, she was never mentioned before even though her and Kim were really good friends. Okay. Yeah, no, this season of Kardashians is kind of, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing because it's so close to all of the tabloid stuff that you're reading. I'm like, you know, I'm like, some people have sports. This is what I have. I think that's why I was confused. I just assumed that I'm watching it late. Like, I'm, I'm consuming everything behind the curve when it comes to the Kardashians. And so to be like, oh, wow, this is actually happening in real time is sort of, trippy yeah you like basically have like six weeks from when it goes from daily mail into the show <laughs> so that's a good that's a good way that's to like the full it. kardashian media arc <laughs> exactly there's this woman on um i think it's on one of the gawker sites who does the keeping up with continuity errors continuity with a k <laughs> where she goes and like matches up like every scene of every episode with the like tabloid episode that it's part of and shows you just how like the editing is just like masterful and very deceiving on the show. Wow, I think we should add like an editor for the Kardashians like on our bucket list of interviews. Oh my god, yeah. No, you should uh, keep look look this up on one of I think it's on Jezebel, I want to say. You might have been on Defamer before. Keeping up with continuity errors mm-hmm. will die. It's incredible. Right. And speaking of like our meta convo about this being a milestone show, I feel like one thing I have been so pleasantly surprised by is that people write us all the time and say thank you for talking about the Kardashians alongside the Supreme Court, alongside other stuff in the news. You know, like people are <laughs> No, but like, you know, like I've come to 
recognize that as like a real value we provide as opposed to just like a thing that happens. You know, that's fair. But I, I guess you're talking about my real life, not a service I provide. <laughs> so far as listen, your real life is a service through this podcast. Oh my God. I'm like, listen, if you get me, you're definitely going to get a Kardashian talk. It's incredible. Right. I do. I really do appreciate that. I think that most people are pleasantly surprised that we, you know, we talk about the high and the low. I think pop culture is like very important. If anything, it's the prism through which I see the world. Right. Thomas Thomas Friedman should write a book about that. Oh my god. Instead of all of his garbage taxi driver like fake stories. Right, it's all like uh celebrity gossip bloggers instead of instead of taxi drivers. <laughs> right? I'm like, please, like how Kim Kardashian explains the world. I would read that. Please, that um, is a book you were meant to write. Why why are you not like on the horn to a literary agent right now writing that book? Oh my god. Well, you know what happened very recently is that Iran uh Iran is always doing too much. They accuse Kim of being a secret agent for Instagram. I mean, this is so geopolitical. <laughs> it really is, you know? And she's like, does so much for people to recognize the Armenian genocide. I just, like, Kim Kardashian should be a UN peacekeeping ambassador. <laughs> people keep focusing on Angelina Jolie and all of her, like, good works, which are incredible. But I think that it's, like, high time that we give Kim credit. I just I want you to to write this book. I want to read oh this book. Oh my god, Anne, you're right. Maybe this maybe this is my life's work is how Kim Kardashian explains. I'm going to Obama world. inauguration you. We are the ones we have been waiting for. Write the Kim Kardashian <laughs> book. <laughs> We are the ones we've been waiting for. Oh my god, you are so ridiculous. I mean, just put it on the list. Add it to the list. You are so ridiculous. This is a very ridiculous aside, but I don't know if you've noticed my new Twitter avatar. It's my favorite picture in the whole land. Oh my god, how recent is this? It's very recent. Okay, I haven't really... I haven't Twittered hard today. I'm looking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you... I'm gonna let you discover it for yourself. <laughs> Sad face Barbara Bush and grinning Obama. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what did he do to her? <laughs> I don't know why I saw that picture and it made me laugh a lot. It has nothing to do with anything. I just love it a lot. But also it just reminds me how much I'm going to miss that Obama. I was just going to say that I feel I feel like that's the other, like, that's like the next big milestone for this family is like end of the Obama presidency. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm very emotionally, like, very upset about it. And then I'm like, what else are we going to talk about on this podcast when Michelle Obama is no longer first lady and, like, babe in the White House? Ugh. I mean, we will have plenty of things to talk about because we will have a new president. And <laughs> I'm confident we can continue to find things to talk about. But I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. You're right. And You're right. Like, I'm excited about our next president. She's going to do a great job. Right. And, like, yeah, like, the pre-missing Obama is real. You know, so here are the things that, like, anchor the podcast slash our friendship. Talking about things on the internet, talking about pop culture, talking about current events. I feel that, like, almost everything from our real lives, like, translates here in one way or the other. It's true. I mean, there are definitely, there are lots of real things that do not get airtime. But, like, let's be real. How could you condense all the real things in your life to an hour anyway? We, this is, like, the this is like the public relevant parts of our friendship. It's true. What's one thing that doesn't get airtime that you wish could get airtime? Oh, my God, that I wish could get airtime? Yeah, or that you think would be good if it got airtime. Oh, 
Oh, different, different things. Like, cause I feel like there are things that I would like to talk about with you at length that I do not think are necessarily scintillating listening. Like, I know, give me, I examples. just love hearing about what you're eating and like, <laughs> and also what luxurious things you're, oh, you're very good at everyday luxury. Like I really would love like an, okay, what have you done for yourself this week? That's really nice. Like that is like one of your really good skills. And I would love to hear more about it. <laughs> Oh man, you know, I just got back from the spa, so it's really funny that you say no that. doubt. Very I have no doubt you're just back from the spa. Do we? I'm back fuck. from the spa. My nails look amazing. You know, okay, we'll do that. We'll do more of a like a you know in our check in opulence we'll like check in. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, opulence check in. What have you bought this week? <laughs> okay, what's one thing you want to talk more about? Oh man. I just I spoke know. from the heart, okay? You got to speak from the heart. <laughs> it's true. It's like you always make like really good meals. <laughs> and I'm like, talk to me more about like what kind of delicious bowl, like grain bowls you're making. Oh, chickpeas today, girl. So good. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I understand why we think that this is boring. It's not that interesting. It's like a thing that you should, like, this is what we should be texting each other and not talking about on the air. Although like maybe we can, we can like wiggle in a little opulent slash grain bowl talk. <laughs> uh. It's so perfect. Like a rapid fire situation. <laughs> okay, this finally, we have to have a major shine theory moment because obviously we do not make the show alone or even like the two of us and Gina. We have had tons and tons of fabulous guests in our first two years and i think do you want to do a roll call <laughs> oh my god let's do a roll call um we had lindsey weber was our first ever guest on the show when we had no idea what we were doing oh like praise praise to lindsey Lindsay, like thank you for coming and like believing in us and now lindsey hosts like the hottest podcast on the block who weekly oh full circle We've only ever had two men on this show, two male voices, Cord Jefferson. Like, God, that was such a fun episode. Remember, we taped that upstate? It's true. It's true. It was like, honestly, too, like, we did not realize how rare, well, maybe we did, it would be to have male voices on this podcast, but I'm happy it was Cord. <laughs> right? I'm happy it was him. And like, for a full year, it was just him. Right. Uh, and he, he was great. He, you know, speaking of opulence and luxury. Oh, yes. Like, yes. A man who understands opulence. <laughs> exactly. Who would like, he gets it. Yep. And then the only other male voice we've ever had on this show is Andrew Golis. Right. Who dudes something for us on request <laughs> i know like important feminist important, important feminist man who like doesn't take space at all we recommend him like i love i love those two and it makes me laugh a lot when people pitch us things now like dude products all the time or like men to come talk on the show and we're like if you listen to our show you would know how rare it was you, you would know hear. what a what a reach this is to pitch a man <laughs> exactly it's like they literally have to be family okay other shout outs some of our very best friends have been guests uh, Carolyn Pettypacker Riggs Erin Carmone Marsha Chatlin Marissa Meltzer like a, like a really good like run of core besties I know um, and some really important ladies to us also Steph Beatrice Tavi Kevinson Heather Haverlasky Shawnee Hilton Ruth Ann Harnish, Dodi Stewart. Oh, Virgie Tovar, Jenna Wortham, Claire Mazur, and Erica Srulo, Melinda Gates, what? Melinda Gates, <laughs> Melinda Gates on the podcast. Can't believe that happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Shout out to Melinda Gates and Bill Gates. I know. Uh, the white we, Bill Gates. 
I know. We had Wendy McNaughton on. We had Rebecca Traister, who like blessed us by having us be a part of her incredible book. Deb Perlman from Smitten Kitchen. Huma, obviously a huge moment for this <laughs> for this podcast. Donna Shout Edwards. Out to Huma. Uh, Donna Edwards, which I don't know if we ever did an update on air, but um, she ended up losing her primary campaign. But I'm very excited for us to check in with her in like six months to a year and I find know. out. What's up with her world domination plan? Oh my god, Marilyn, what fools you were not to elect her. But you know what? She's still going to dominate, so it feels good. (laughs) Um, We had Kara Swisher on, aka my fairy godmother. We had Maria Konnikova on, and her. I'm reading her book right now, and it is blowing my mind. And I believe the last guests that we had on here were Heaven and Tracy from Another Round. Oh my god, what a strong finish. I know. Two years, lots of friends, lots of lols. It's been quite an adventure. Oh my god, and like many, 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 all the love and everything to Gina Delvac, who makes this happen. I know like we do not like get to talk to Gina all that often, but like just goes without saying, like every name that we just read should have been like and Gina Delvac and Gina Delvac. <laughs> I know, Gina. I wish Gina were sitting in on this session. Gina, tell us what you think about two years of doing the show. Seriously, just have like a Gina interlude. We'll wait. I mean, how I feel about doing the show is really simple. It is a highlight of my late Thursday nights every week because I push everything to the deadline to get things done. And the greatest pleasure is just to hear you grow every week as a producer. It's been really amazing to hear what sophisticated hosts you've become in these past two years and that's you know a talent to be the talent I don't think everybody knows that it's not as simple as just talking into a microphone sometimes I certainly don't think so and then I'd say most of all it's you know sounds corny but to have the pleasure of being in your earbuds on this run or in your car right now wherever you're listening Thank you for sharing your kind of personal, intimate time with us, too. Um, okay, boo-boo. Um, this, this has been such a self-indulgent episode. That's, but you know what? Like, it's fine. It's our show. I feel great. Okay, wait. Now we're all over the internet because we've been doing this for two years at um, callyourgirlfriend.com, on Twitter at callyrgf, and on Instagram at the same handle. On Facebook, just search for it. Um, and on email at callyrgf at gmail.com. Uh, you can subscribe to our banging newsletter, The Bleed, at callyourgirlfriend.com slash The Bleed. And this podcast is produced by Gina Delvac. See you on the internet, boo. See you on the internet. Here's to one million more years of podcasting. <laughs> we're just like podcasting while like crusty ancient women. Like I love it. <laughs> we're like 90 years old and we're like, this is the secret to our success. <laughs> and you know, I, you know, I already told you that reading and writing is over. 18 months tops. I know we're going to survive then, in the post words economy. <laughs> yeah, we're, this, this is, this is it. It's like, get, join the, join the movement out. They're going to stop teaching the kids how to write. Like it's, it's over 18 months tops. Yeah, this is still early. Bored now. Just bored, bored right now. I know. Don't, <laughs> don't get left behind. It'll be great. <laughs>